Welcome to Mama Soul's Wisdom I Am Love Movement Podcast, the place where you will learn how to build a five-dimensional family through decades of experience, where the core values are learning what is possible through love and acceptance and knowing how to do right by your family. We'll assist in the growth of... Hello, beautiful souls. Do you want to live your life by design and not by default? Do you want to belong to a movement bigger than yourself? If you want to go from victimhood to victory for yourself and your family, then fearlessness is our battle cry, and it all starts with self-love and acceptance. My name is Loretta Wetzel, also known as Mama Soul Wisdom, founder of the I Am Love Movement. I created this podcast for individuals as well as traditional and non-traditional families. We are all a hot mess. I share everything I've learned through old school wisdom for a new generation. If this is your first time listening in, there are four key principles you will hear a flavor of in my podcast. Key principle number one, acceptance and self-love. It all starts here. If you didn't know, I'm sharing with you now. You can't love somebody until you love yourself first. Let me say that again. You can't love somebody else until you love yourself first. Now, how are you going to be able to give your family the love, the attention, uh, the care that's needed unless you pay attention to yourself. I know we're not traveling on airplanes a lot lately in our current environment, but when you do travel on airplanes, in the safety announcements, they always talk about if a plane needs to land in an emergency and the oxygen mask comes down, put the oxygen mask on first before you help the child. Now, Let me let you in on a little secret. Human beings are complicated and messy. So many of us think that we're the only ones going through stuff. Divorce, serious health issues, job loss, relationship issues, money issues, things are just not going right. Um, The list can go on and on and on. Sometimes we believe we're not good enough. We're not smart enough. We're not worthy. Or maybe you you just don't even deserve the good life. So how do you rise above all of that? How do you rise above all of the human mess? Well, one way is through love. Only love dissolves all negativity. Your emotional frequency must begin to vibrate at a higher level. Much like light dissolves darkness, so too will your negativity disappear. Now, I already hear some of you saying, yeah, 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 yeah. That's easier said than done. True. 
But here's the thing. You don't have to stay in the dumps. You do have a choice to get out and up. Now, some of my future podcasts will cover some of the ways to raise your vibrational frequency. But for now, one of the things you can do is when you get upset, when negativity surrounds you, simply pause and practice deep breathing. Take five deep breaths from your diaphragm, not from your chest. Pause for a moment and relax. Why do you want to do this? Because the results you receive will move toward peace in your life. And now uh, there are all different types of apps you can use. I know um, I have an Apple Watch. Some people have a Fitbit, whatever. Uh, but you can use those tools to help monitor your life, your emotions, when you get upset, and then just focus on deep breathing to reset yourself. It helps to calm the central nervous system when you do deep breathing. So that's key principle number one, acceptance and self-love. Key principle number two, we are going to focus on families. Traditional families, non-traditional families, multicultural families, adopted families, all different types of families. And I'm not just talking about biological families. I'm talking about adopted families. I'm talking about your church families. I'm talking about your neighborhood family, your best friends since grade school family. I'm talking about your communities, your cities, your country, and your global community. That's important all considered as family. So we will definitely have a focus on families. Now, in addition to that, I am going to highlight individuals who have triumphed over tragedy. Some will be famous guests. Some will be everyday people like you and me. But the key here is sharing the human story and how powerful we are as human beings, which leads me to key principle number three, because after you focus on families, the third thing is connectivity. I hope that you will hear through my voice that I am sharing my smile, my heart, and my love with each of my listeners. I don't have to know you to understand that I am you and you are me. We bleed the same. We have similar hopes, dreams, fears, and aspirations. There's a famous quote by Martin Luther King Jr. and it goes like this, quote, we may have all come on different ships, but we're all in the same boat now, unquote. If we don't truly get this right, come together as human beings and act within the context of equality for all humans and our human race. There's going to be nothing left on this planet but the cockroaches. We would have literally destroyed each other. 
it is time that we stand as light warriors, sharing our light as leaders we are meant to be individually and in our families, our communities, and with our global neighbors. Regardless of your opinions, replace anger and judgment with love and compassion for all. Now, I will also review on this podcast universal laws and principles that applies to all human beings and the power behind each of these laws. We are all connected in this universe. So that's three key principles. The fourth one is this. This podcast is a conversation for humanity. It's time for each of us to level up now more than ever, not just in our personal lives, but at a macro level. We can expand. We can reach more people worldwide through technology. I was on a Zoom call the other day with 11 extraordinary individuals. And the opportunity to spend time with them via Zoom as we shared our lives with each other, we cried, we laughed, we cracked jokes, and we got work done. Don't get me wrong. But it was so beautiful to be connected and not worry about distance. I'm based in Chicago, but some of the folks, they were based in Kansas City. Some were based in the state of Wisconsin. Um, Another person was based in St. Louis. And it's just so beautiful how we can connect with each other through technology and share our stories. We must understand that together, we are never alone. And so I ask a favor of you. I ask that we become curiously engaged with people who don't look like you, think like you, or talk like you. I learned this lesson the hard way. I was on a phone conversation with one of my male friends. We were on a, on a call was a coaching call, and I digressed a little bit, and I started talking about a funeral that I attended. And um, I went to the funeral, and it turns out that the deceased was an avid motorcycle rider. And so when I went to view the body, I noticed that They buried him in his motorcycle jacket. Uh, They had his leather gloves. And then they had a bottle of whiskey inside his casket. And so I was sharing this with my male friend. And I was saying, I can't believe that they did this. This is a funeral. Where's the decency? And all the people in the audience, a lot of them were part of his group, so they all had on their fringe leather jackets because they belonged to this motorcycle club. And I've never seen anything like this. Like, who buries someone with a fifth of whiskey in the casket? And I was just going on and on and on, talking about how it was disrespectful and it just didn't seem right and a little bit on the ghetto side. and, And I just went on and on and on, and it was dead silence on the other end of the phone. 
And then my friend said, Loretta, he said, you don't realize I ride motorcycles. And then I got real quiet because apparently I put foot in mouth. He said, Loretta, he said, that's a tradition for many of the motorcycle clubs. It's a way of preparing the motorcycle rider as he transitions into the next life. So they actually were sending him off in a proper fashion. Well, I had no clue, and then suddenly I'm apologizing. But I share this story because if you aren't curiously gauged with people who don't look like you, don't think like you, don't talk like you, they, don't, they have different experiences, different cultural experiences, you won't know. And so we all still are human beings, and we all have stories to share. So remember that the next time you're in conversation for humanity with another individual. Those are my four key principles, and you'll hear a flavor of that in all of my podcasts. Now, I will also share old school wisdom for a new generation every time I have an episode. So today, for my old school saying, it's this. Gratitude is the secret to, you fill in the blank. Gratitude is the secret to fill in the blank. You can fill it in with any phrase. Gratitude is the secret to success. Gratitude is the secret to good health. Gratitude is the secret to abundance. Gratitude is the secret to happiness. Gratitude is the secret to peace. Gratitude is the secret to financial wealth. You get to fill in the blank and design however way you want your life to go. So let's talk a little bit about gratitude, one of my favorite subjects. All good days start with gratitude. It's a way of saying thank you for all the gifts that you have, however large or however small they may be, and the gifts that are to come. Gratitude is everywhere if you look for it. It's in front of you. It's behind you. It's to the left of you and the right of you. It is above you, below you, within you, and all around you. Gratitude is everywhere you look for it. It could be in the sunshine. It could be in a blade of grass. A side note, my mother-in-law, who is um, in her 80s, my daughter and husband surprised her and said uh, they planted a tree on their property in honor of her. And she was as happy as she could be. She continued to talk about that tree for three or four days. She talked to it. She planted it, put dirt on it, watered it. She was grateful. Everywhere you look, there's gratitude. 
gratitude for your health, gratitude to be able to take yourself to the bathroom without assistance, gratitude that your family is healthy, gratitude that you have the opportunity to spend time with your kids. Now, I know this whole school homeschool thing might be driving some folks a little crazy, and you have the hybrid session where some, sometimes it's on learning and sometimes they go to school, and then you've got completely online, you got all different types of methods, and folks are trying to figure out how am I going to work and uh, monitor my kids with online homework. So it's a whole new world. I get it. But in all of that, there's gratitude. See, the secret is this. Gratitude is the path for self-discovery. Going within and saying thank you for everything you are and everything you are not. All the good things that have happened to you. All the bad things that have happened to you. And maybe you wish you could have had a do-over. Maybe you made some mistakes in life. But here's what I know. Both the good and the bad have gotten you to where you are right now. In this time, in this place. And you know what? You're okay. You're all right. You're still standing. Now, let's talk about family focus for a minute. I want to speak specifically to parents especially parents with young children. When we talk about gratitude, kids soak things up like sponges. What you say verbally and what you don't say. Your actions and your behaviors, they will imitate you. So as parents, you really want to demonstrate gratitude. Now, how do you do that? Spend some one-on-one -on -one time with your children daily. Now, you might have three kids, one kid, or you might have seven or eight kids, depending upon where you're listening in the country. In some parts of the country, seven kids are the norm. But here's what I know to be true. Even if you spend only 10 or 15 minutes with each child every day, regardless if you had to work. I understand you got to come home and maybe get dinner on the table. You got things that you have to do to prepare for the next day. But the bottom line is, if you spend 10 to 15 minutes each day minimum with each individual child, they'll come to appreciate this is their time. It is a way for you to show gratitude and they will appreciate mommy or daddy spending time with them just for them specifically. Now, you can choose not to do that. But one of the things that may happen is when kids grow up, they start making up stories when they get older about who was the favorite kid, and who was the least favorite kid, and who was the black sheep of the family, and story after story after story. Whereas if you have this dedicated time on a daily basis 
for each child. And if you can have a consistent time frame to go with that, they know it is their time alone with you, and they feel awfully special. Here's another way you can demonstrate gratitude with your children. Have your children share daily what they are grateful for. Now, you might be surprised in what they say, but just ask them. Kids can say the darndest things. I remember when my middle child uh, was about, I think, six or seven years old, and it was Halloween. We had taken him trick-or-treating, and we took him to a haunted house, and the outside of the building, it was an old church, but the architecture was like a castle. And so for that evening, they always um, take the opportunity and decorate the rooms and have different rooms to go in with dark curtains. And you know, little kids, they stick their hand in a pot of cold spaghetti and they tell them it's worms, you know, that sort of thing. But it turns out that the castle, the haunted house, was a bit spooky for my um, one of my children and when she got home and we were sitting around the table at dinner she says you know what I don't have to do that again she said I'm gonna sit my butt right here at this table and not move and I looked at my other family members my husband and my sister-in-law we just cracked up laughing because we didn't realize the impact of what of her going to the haunted house she said she was so grateful to be home in her safe home at her kitchen table with her family members and a good meal on the table and i'm like okay so ask your children ask them daily what are you grateful for and listen to what they have to say now when it comes to gratitude, one of the ways in which we can do that is through affirmations. And for today's podcast, and also the next few podcasts, we will be focusing on affirmations. Now, why? Why affirmations? Well, it is the power of repeated words and thoughts to program your brain. Either you are programming your own brain or somebody is programming you. Stop and think about it. You don't want other people to program you. You want to program yourself. The best way or one of the best ways to do that, if used in a positive way, is through affirmations. They are a way to triumph over negative thinking. Affirmations can be a really powerful tool to help you change your mood, your state of mind, and manifest the change you desire in your life. So here are some key tips when using gratitude affirmations. First, you get to appreciate the gifts. When you wake up in the morning, and this is from one of my favorite coaches, Allison Larson. Thank you so much. She said, when you wake up in the morning, say, this is the best day of my life. And then you ask yourself these three questions. One, 
How do you want to feel? So when you say, this is the best day of my life, do you want to feel joyous? Do you want to feel peaceful, at ease, focused, energized, blessed? You get to choose the emotion. Number one, how do you want to feel? Ask yourself that question. Question number two, who do you want to impact? Another way of saying that is, who do you want to serve? I will talk a lot about servant leadership on my podcast. I believe it's very important to pay it forward. So who do you want to impact? Is it a spouse or a partner? Your family? Maybe it's a coworker, a neighbor, maybe someone that you haven't spoken to in a while that you used to be close and now you've drifted, drifted apart. Um, maybe it's a church member, maybe it's a stranger. But decide in the morning when you wake up, who do you want to impact or who do you want to serve today? And then the third question is, what action are you going to take to make that impact? One action, not a long list of to-do things because we can get so wrapped up in our long to-do list. And that to-do list, by the way, is never ending, I've discovered. You will never eliminate the to-do list. So identify one action that you're going to take today. So when you wake up in the morning, say, this is the best day of my life. And then say, how do you want to feel? Who do you want to impact? And what actions are you going to take today? So when I woke up this morning, I said, this is the best day of my life. And I want to feel excited and energized. Who do I want to impact? My listeners. What action are you going to take? I'm recording podcasts to share with my listeners and my hundreds and thousands of listeners and viewers. Now, here's another tip. Did you know that there are three rules when playing a perfect game? We're in a game of life. We all play games. I'm not talking about just the board games like Monopoly or Scrabble or Connect Four. I'm talking about the game of life. So there are three rules to a perfect game. Rule number one, whatever is offered, Take it. This is how I discover new foods. Some I like, some I don't like, but at least I tried it once. I'll never forget the time I tried uh, artichoke. Not a big fan of artichoke. They asked me to dip it in some sort of mustard sauce, and it was okay, but it isn't my go-to vegetable. But I tried it. I had never tried it before. It was new. Someone offered it to me. I'm like, sure, why not? So whatever is offered, take it. Rule number two, whatever is suggested, do it. You might experience something new. Now, I like excitement. My wings have been clipped a little bit in this current environment because I don't travel as much as I used to. 
But as an adult, uh, a few summers ago, I had an opportunity to spend time at a, an amusement park with some friends. And I love roller coasters. I love the thrill. I love the excitement. But typically, I will not sit in the front car. Typically, I will not sit in the back car, although I have. It's okay. I don't prefer it. I really like that middle seat. I like people in front of me and people behind me. But this particular uh, incident or situation I was in, I was with a friend, and he said, let's grab the front seat. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. I said to myself, well, it was suggested, so let's do it, right? Now, here's the thing. When I ride roller coasters, I grip the handlebars really tight. It's my way of navigating the ups and the downs and the screams and the curves and all of that so that my body adjusts until the end. So I focus my thoughts on the handlebar in the strong grip that I have. My friend tells me, oh, no, no, no. We're riding this roller coaster the entire ride with hands in the air. I said, are you kidding me? And then I confessed. I said, I love roller coasters. I'm an adult woman, and I have never, ever, ever rode on a, on a roller coaster with my hands in the air. And I was terrified. I was terrified. I thought, I'm not going to be able to do this, right? And he looks at me like, Loretta can do this. I got you. I'm like, okay. So we were climbing up and I put my hands in the air halfway. And then he said, no, you got to raise them all the way to the sky. I'm like, I'm going to die. It's my thoughts. I'm going to die. He's like, the ride will be over soon. And we went down, and my first thought was, I'm going to fall out of this roller coaster car. Like, I was like, this was it for me. And while my hands were in the air, he grabbed my hand because he knew I was trembling. I was shaking. And when it was over, he said, now, that wasn't so bad, was it? And afterwards, I thought, it actually was a lot of fun but I don't think I would ever do it again. But here's the thing, I did it. So whatever is offered, take it. Whatever is suggested, do it. And then the third thing is, whatever the outcome, declare it perfect with gratitude. Whether you've lost a tennis match, a card game, maybe you were bowling, whatever. Whatever the outcome is. Declare it perfect with gratitude. My husband and I, we have an ongoing match with backgammon. Sometimes he wins, sometimes I win, but we're both pretty com competitive. I don't like it when I lose, but I'm like, okay, there's another day and another game. Here's the thing. He hasn't broken my streak yet, by the way. I beat him nine games straight, and the closest he's ever come is five games, so that's all right. But whatever the outcome, 
you got to declare it perfect with gratitude. Now, here's the next thing. You heard me talk about servant leadership earlier. Serve others. Have you ever heard of the phrase, you reap what you sell? You must be able to give and serve others even when you don't feel like it. Become a servant leader just because. Servant leaders take the traditional power leadership model and we turn it completely upside down. We possess, possess a serve first mindset. We focus on empowering people and uplifting people that are around us. And the end result? Many blessings and good things come back to you more than you could ever imagine. Here's the next tip. Stay present your current life. Today, this moment, a lot of people waste time thinking about the past or worrying about the future. What if this is going to happen? What if that is going to happen? The future hasn't happened. You don't know. And the past is over and done with. The future can be filled with what ifs if you let it. But fear from the future only occurs from events that have never happened. Did you know that? Fear only comes from events that haven't happened yet. So stop worrying about the future. Stop worrying about the past and stay present. Here's my final tip. Sometimes we get triggered, right? We're human. We get upset and we get angry. Well, guess what? Gratitude is the key. If you go to my website, mamasoulwisdom.com, there's a video on four communication tips. I will tell you how gratitude is the key when you're angry and it will calm you down. So here are some few examples of gratitude affirmations. Now, some people use first person, some people use second person. It's your choice and up to you. But here are a few examples that I use on a regular basis. I am thankful for the abundance and prosperity in my life. I am deserving of everything good this world has to offer. I am blessed with an incredible family and wonderful friends. My life is growing, expanding, and thriving. So take the time to create your own affirmations. Make them personal for you and speak them out loud every single day and notice the difference that it makes, the positive difference in your life. Remember, love and light are healing forces. So go make a positive difference in someone's life today. Rise up and shine. Rise up and thrive. Rise up and succeed and rise up and be who you were meant to be. 
This is Loretta Wessel, also known as Mama Soul Wisdom, founder of the I Am Love Movement, sending you compassion, acceptance, and forgiveness. Thank you for tuning in to Mama Soul Wisdom's I Am Love Movement podcast. We hope that you have received a massive amount of value through the tips and tools provided here on today's episode. We look forward to helping you and your loved ones grow each and every day by sharing some of Mama Soul Wisdom. to sign up and register today to Mama Soul Wisdom's mailing list and tune in next time for our next episode of the I Am Love Movement podcast.